And now, for your starting lineups for the Abstract Sports Podcast. It's episode 29. It's also hump day. Today we're going to talk about all kinds of things. But first, let's get to the introductions of your hosts for the day. The co-host for the day comes in at 5 feet, 6 and a half inches tall. I don't even know how many centimeters that is, but I'm American, so it doesn't matter. He likes to look at rocks all day. He also has a couple of cats and a wife. He knows how to do things. <laughs> His name is Micah, aka Microwave Brown. 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 <laughs> and now for the host. He stands way taller at 5 feet 7 inches tall. As said in the last podcast, he's got a solid dad bod build. He also has cats, three of them in fact. Too many for comfort, to be exact. Did I say exact more than once? (laughs) Exactly (laughs) Exactly twice. twice. But that's okay, because his name is Kyle, a.k.a. Tater Deluxe Richards. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> not our finest moment. That was not our best introduction. Um, did I miss anything in there? I feel like I did. Well, we did it like four times. We did do it four times. In, in case you're listening to the post-production of this podcast, um, on Twitch Live, we did about four iterations of the intro, trying to get it just right. <laughs> um, so next time, you might want to tune into the podcast live, because it's quite entertaining. Um At least I imagine it is. Um, But what's going on, everybody? I'm Kyle Richards, a.k.a. Tater Deluxe. I already mentioned that. This is Micah Brown. Sup, dude. (laughs) Dude, sup. Sup. Micah Rowave is his his alias. My alias, my street name. (laughs) (laughs) But today's episode 29, uh, talking about unity from the humanity within sports, but also World Series discussion. We've got all kinds of NBA things to talk about, including injuries. Um college sort of coming up pros we got football a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff going on especially missing last week so um hopefully we can cover a lot of things for you guys um but welcome to abstract sports this is where we bring sports back to life from abstract yet popular angles hashtag bsb2l for you real fans out there (laughs) um but seriously, if you haven't tuned into a live Twitch show, you probably should because we're just ridiculous we're right now. A little, little rusty right now. Um, you want to find us on twitch.tv slash abstract sports. Pull up the, the, the chat. Pull up the chat. Um, you can also talk to us while we're doing our show. Uh, and that makes it way more fun for us because the conversation is a lot more fluid and we're not just like going off our outline and trying to come up with things. It's really helpful when people come through and give us their two cents as well. It makes it way more... valuable way more better way more better (laughs) much better much better um so before we get started all the sports stuff um we're gonna talk about other sports stuff that happened in the last week that we were a part of i guess made a lot of sense yeah i know i i can't for the sports stuff (laughs) sports 
I'm so out of it right now. It's been a long week. Oh my goodness. Here for your appetizer. I don't know appetizer. if you can tell. I'm tired. Woo! But I'm here. <laughs> Glad to be here. Um, so anyways, a little bit of bowling stuff. I know it's boring. Bowling is boring. But guys, I finally hit my average. Uh, so if you've been listening to the podcast the last several weeks, I've talked about bowling and how I'm doing terribly. My average coming into the season was 164. Well, after your first nine games, which is like three weeks worth of bowling, um, they they readjust your average. And so it was 164, now it's 141. <laughs> That's how far it dropped. And you know what? That's okay because that means I can hit my average easier. <laughs> Some people would call that sandbagging. It's a, it's a so phrase. They readjusted 18. They don't readjust at 18. It's just when you, after your first nine games, they give you your average for those nine games, and it's sort of like a recalibration of sorts from year to year. So oh, so this is your average this year? Yeah. So this oh, is what sure. I'll stick with for the rest of the year. Okay. And it's going to go up and up probably to like 164-ish, and then they'll readjust next year. So it's a way of making sure you're on track with what you're bowling at that current time. But uh, last week I bowled like a 132. And these scores aren't exact, but they're close. Like 132, 190, I know for sure I bowled a 190, um, and a 148. But like the 190 could have very very easily been like a 220, but I didn't get one strike in the 10th frame that I should have gotten. So um, Could have, should have bowled. But I'm so inconsistent, it's ridiculous. Like all, Like the first game was just sporadic spares and maybe a strike in the 10th frame and that's it second game was like strike 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 spare strike strike and then like open spare open <laughs> you know and then that's where it tapered off to be a sub 200 game. But yeah I'm, I'm a choker yeah it's me um but to hell with bowling uh we went to a basketball game this weekend uh, i did mention that a couple weeks ago um we went to Oklahoma City Thunder against the Jazz in Salt Lake City. Um, it was a lot of fun. We we made it a day trip. I mean, from from Idaho Falls where we're at, it's pretty pretty easy for us to like leave around noonish, get there in about three hours, and uh, get dinner, have some brewskis, and then go to the game. Spend a lot of money. Yeah, spend a lot of money in a little amount of time. Um, and I think that's why we make it a day trip. Otherwise, you're staying the night. You have more meals attached to it. Totally under. I totally get that. More beer, and it's Utah beer, so it's weak. It's weak, and it's still expensive. Um, but um, speaking of um, traveling and, and trying to be cheap and stuff, well, I'm going to another game in Salt Lake City this weekend, um, and this one is kind of funny because I bought tickets. I bought a ticket. <laughs> I bought a ticket to the game because I'm a Lakers fan and I wanted to go, and. I didn't ask anybody else because we already went to one game and nobody else could really afford to go to this one. And so I'm like, I'm going to afford it anyways, even though I can't. And so I, I went for it. Um, I got pretty... Oh, there's money in there. Whoa! Oh, I, I do have money. Oh, my gosh. Don't show it to anybody on the stream. They'll thought, find you. I thought it was empty. Oh. <laughs> huh. Well, there, surprise. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I'm going to the Lakers game this weekend. I get to see Lonzo Ball himself sideways jump shot and all live in person I'm, I'm actually really excited uh and i'll talk a little bit more about lonzo and and some of the rookies and stuff coming up in the nba section but um i feel like he comes up every podcast i know i can't help it it's because i'm a lakers fan you should bring up the titans a little more 
if you're a true fan, I mean, fire the offensive coordinator. <laughs> you're terrible. You beat Cleveland in overtime by a field goal. Come on, son. You got two Heisman Trophy winners. And you can't score a damn touchdown in Cleveland. Who, Mariota and? Uh, Henry. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Two. Two. And you can't score a touchdown? You're fired. Do something about it. You're fired. Um, Ask Madden would call better plays than they call. <laughs> awful. That's great. That's pretty good. Pretty um, awful. But, uh... I do have to throw some friends under the bus real quick. Just real fast. <laughs> so I made a plan to go to the ba- the Lakers Jazz game this Saturday. And then shortly after, I got invited to a Halloween party uh, along with everybody else who should have gone to the Lakers game with me instead. But, you know, whatever. Um, but they made these plans on top of the day that I'm not going to be there. And I, I just have to say that it's messed up. But I understand. There's only one Saturday before Halloween. And you can't just, like, make the plans for one person, like, and I'm not going to cancel my Lakers game, so. And it's the Lakers, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one that would want to go to that game, really, but. Maybe next year when PG-13's there and LeBron. And LeBron. <laughs> then we'll go to Lakers. There you go. Uh, but it's kind of an interesting weekend, like, going to the Lakers game, I'm going to stay the night in a hotel, I'm going to do the whole thing all by myself, and. People are saying I'm going to be bored, but I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I, I do pretty well with myself. Just get the pay-per-view. I mean. <laughs> I thought about taking my PlayStation and, like, making some progress on, on 2K18, but <laughs> that would be so lame. So you bought a bus ticket, got a hotel room, <laughs> played PlayStation. Well, no. See, I, I kind of, it's hard. To, I can't get a bus ticket there and back in the same day. So either way, I'm staying the night. I think your car would have made it. No. I don't trust my car to make it there. <laughs> so I'm a little bit tight in that in that field. But, uh, yeah, Lakers game. My wife's actually going to D.C. for like a week for a conference. So, uh, you know, I think it's been a solid month since I've seen you two together. <laughs> <laughs> We're always doing different yeah, I'm things. I'm always with one of you, but not both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have different plans. Like, I bowl Fridays, and she does other things Fridays. She goes to all these workout classes. I don't work out. <laughs> uh, it's pretty bad. But, hey, I clean the house. So that's good. 2017! <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's talk about some sports things now, after some sports things. Um, we're going to talk about basketball first. Um, and so I have a little thing I want to show you. Ooh, so fancy. A boom jam. Welcome to the boom jam. Uh, that could be a song. But very flat basketball bouncing. <laughs> Micah could just like he could run this podcast freestyle the whole time. Like in the intros that you guys all missed probably. Holy crap, this dude. <laughs> um, but since we were just talking about Lonzo, let's do a little more on him. Uh, of course. So maybe. <laughs> course <laughs> under his breath oh man but so Lonzo being so talked up he's the number two pick everybody keeps telling it calling him the number one pick that wasn't true he's number two overall um he's a first rounder he's a first rounder that's that's true uh but he gets picked on a lot and you know I'm a Lakers fan and therefore I root for Lonzo because I want my team to win but I honestly I, I love the banter because I watched the season opener in LA right and 
Um, basically, Lonzo Ball was being guarded by Patrick Beverly, who was an all-defensive first-team, um, super-defensive uh, basketball player. Um, but he's also very chatty and cocky, and he likes to get in your face about it. Um, and I, I was excited to watch the season opener, but when that happened, when he was getting all up in Lonzo's face, that made me even more excited for this season because I personally do think that Lonzo is a bit soft. Um, his dad does a lot of talking for him, and then Lonzo backs it up with action on the basketball court. And I think he's going to have to like harden up a little bit when it comes to basketball. Um, like He's just getting introduced to the league, and I'll, everybody's always saying, like, welcome to the league, Rook, you know, that type of stuff. Um, but, man, when Pat Beverly was getting all up in his face, he got two quick fouls, and he had to get sat out because he was uh, you know, in foul trouble already. And Lonzo the whole time was like, okay, this is how it's going to be. And when I was watching this, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. So I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. Um, and a lot of point guards that the Lakers are facing are coming out and basically calling out Lonzo. Uh, well, actually, it was Mar- Marcin Gortat of the Wizards who said that John Wall was going to be relentless against Lonzo. And John Wall did come out and say, no mercy. Good. So I'm <laughs> after this podcast is over... Um, I am going to like switch that game on, and as, as well as the World Series if it's still going. Um, but I want I'm going to watch that game. I want to see John Wall give Lonzo some hell. Um, I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, but anyways, still on the NBA topic, there have been a lot of crazy injuries, and this is something that would have been great to talk about last week, but we weren't here. So um, I just want to touch on some things here. First of all, Gordon Hayward. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, there's he just got traded to the Celtics. His first game, there's a lot of hype for them um, and potentially being like an Eastern Conference uh, rival for the Cavs in a big way. Um, and then we all saw it live on television or after the fact via picture or video. Um, <laughs> Can't even do it. It's something for Halloween, that's for sure, but it wasn't makeup. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. disgusting. What are you going to do for Halloween? What am I going to do? Hayward's ankle. <laughs> you know what I thought about doing? Mm. I thought about getting a picture of him sitting on the floor like that. And, I mean, this is terrible. I wouldn't do this. But it's an I idea would. for anybody out there on the, inter- on the internet. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see somebody Photoshop that image of him laying on the floor onto a 2K card and have it be like a moments card. It's like here's a special moment in the season because <laughs> they start they started releasing moments cards in 2K, oh. which basically highlight like a player's good game or like Lonzo's debut and how he did, which was terrible. So don't they probably wouldn't make a card for that moment season lost. <laughs> yeah, three points, um, but they base the stats on that performance, and so for Gordon Hayward, it would just be like him on the floor and zeros. Um, with Press a, X to stand up. With an attribute, with a bust attribute of 100. Yeah. Controller uh, just endlessly vibrates. Yes. Um, that was me making a vibrate sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I feel bad for the guy because Gordon Hayward is one of those good guys in the league. And he, he I feel like, I don't know, when you break a bone like that, you don't want to attribute it to like being unprepared or anything like that. Just green thing keeps going forward. A green thing? On the screen. 
Oh, I think it's points popping up because I'm on the stream. Yeah. We got a point recorder. If you're in the chat, you get points and you can use them for raffles and stuff. Sorry to distract. That's okay. But like I do feel bad for Gordon. Um Here's to hoping that the Celtics can still do something with their right. season. Yeah. I doubt it, but um I mean they've they've been looking good. Jalen Brown, what they're he's a sophomore this year, so second year. Um he's been going strong. And obviously you got Kyrie still and their other rookie, uh, Jason Tatum, has been doing really well. So uh, looking forward to the Boston's Boston Celtics season, seeing if they can do something to the Cavs. Uh, but then you have Jeremy Lin, who I actually have an autograph of. I actually I like this dude. I think he's charismatic. He's funny. He's got a cool YouTube channel. Check out Jeremy Lin if you haven't already. Uh, but he ruptured his patellar, patellar, patellar tendon in one of his knees. Um, that was a sad moment, too, like watching it on like recaps of this injury. He basically goes down and he looks back at the bench like, I'm done, I'm done. And he just starts crying. And you're like, why, NBA? Why <laughs> why are you making me cry? And, uh, it's so bad. But And one other, one other small injury is Markel Fultz. Uh, he's another rookie for the 76ers. He's, I'm pretty sure he was the number one pick. Um, he had to have fluid drained from his shoulder and he's out for the next few games because it's sore. Um, but if you've seen his terrible free throw shot, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about if you've seen it, but it's bad. And it's because his shoulder's messed up, so he can't he can't raise his arm up enough to get a a shot off. It's only when he's like in a game where he's not thinking about it, he can go up for a dunk and and be okay. But it just sucks. Like some key words there. Dislocated, fractured, ruptured, and drained. Ugh. Yeah, that's a lot of nasty words. Bad verbs, man. <laughs> um but hopefully everybody gets better soon. We know that Hayward will be back next year. Jeremy Lin next year as well. Markel will be back in a week or so. So look forward to that stuff. But speaking of these injuries and what they can do, um, if you were watching that season opener, like anybody who's an NBA fan was watching that game because, you know, it's the Celtics against the Cavs. It's sort of an Eastern Conference rematch of the conference finals last year with different lineups. Um, in the last podcast, I realized that I mentioned Isaiah Thomas being in the lineup. He not. He was not there, and that's because he's out with his hip injury. Uh, he won't be back until potentially January. I remember Boston saying something about a hip injury. Yes, they were talking about it a lot. I just didn't think I didn't remember that. <laughs> something, something, not damaged goods. But you're not playing. You're damaged goods, Isaiah. You're damaged goods. Definitely damaged until January, according to news. So you done messed up. A A I I S S A A. Yeah, spell his name. Isaiah. 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 Um, <laughs> I mean, I was looking forward to a point guard showdown in that game, but that was not the case. So, um, because Isaiah wasn't in the game. Oh, I was like, well, LeBron runs the one now. Yeah, he does. I saw that he, he started at the point guard position for the first time in like 12 years and put up like 30-something points and all kinds of stuff. But He's LeBron. He's all over the place, man. You can't stop Hashtag LeBron things. <laughs> LeBron James. Lay point guard. Um, Lay shooting guard. Lay forward. Lay center. Lay center. A, Lay coach. Actually, in a quote today, he said something like, I know, I know what every position is doing. I know what all my my teammates need to do, and all this stuff. And I'm like, le coach, le player development, player coach. Oh, speaking of that, we'll get, 
more on that in a second, I think. Yeah. LeBron did say that his really only remaining to-do thing on his to-do list is to shoot over 80% at the free throw line. Really? That's yeah. his only to-do? Yep. He said he's done everything else except shoot over 80% from the free throw line. Man. That's crazy. I guess I... MVP. He's Finals. Got... Finals Those are all MVP. the big ones, like... Championship. Shoe line. So I guess House, that's his way of saying wife, that he's... Kids. Is that like his way of like trying to find something to improve is his free throw shooting? It's his way of saying, I'm out. Oh. Heard it here first. LeBron's retired. I'm just kidding. That's a terrible <laughs> hot take. <laughs> he retires after he hits 80% free throws. <laughs> if he does retire this season, I quit. Damn, that would be anticlimactic. <laughs> well, Jeez. I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> but talking about all these injuries, there's a lot of... It, it, it generates a lot of buzz on like all the social media platforms and in the basketball world. Um, and kind of, it kind of the concept that I'm about to talk about is also in other sports too, but um, sports play a really important role in like bringing people together um, or driving slash carrying a social narrative. And they, they sports like to use their, the platform and the fans that are attached to it as the vehicle to get a message across and vehicle like a, a Subaru like a Subaru but you're stuffing all the fans and all the all the valuable stuff that comes with sports into it and then driving it into a place delivering that information that's where it's needed but Subaru <laughs> um Subaru but it's kind of an interesting thing because when you see a player go down like Gordon Hayward you know that's supposed to be one of the big rivalries in the east and we were expecting a big big head to head game that night and then in the Huge. first quarter it's kind of like cut short and in that moment, you're sort of just like, I, when it happened, I couldn't talk. Like, I didn't talk for 20 minutes because I'm like, that means the Boston Celtics season is over. Yep. All of the hype around this is dead. Yep. And I feel bad for Gordon Hayward. Like, nope. Like, I couldn't focus on the game. Like, 20 minutes later, my dad, he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, that just sucks. Like, it just sucks. And so it was really cool to see all these players in the NBA and in other sports and other public figures who aren't even connected to sports in any way besides they go to games, I'm sure, um, or they're fans of a team. But they, they were all like, you know, prayers up for Gordon Hayward and and wishing him a, a quick recovery and a healthy recovery and all these things. And it, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter who you play for. Um, it's about like the humanity in the game is to be like, Look, that guy was going for the same thing we are, which is a championship. And now that his chances are gone, you have to feel for the dude. And I, I totally get that. Um, and it, it kind of carries over into other sports too. Like if you see, it doesn't have to be a star player. Like one of the like defensive linemen, I mean, he's a star player in his own role. Mm -hmm. Like a defensive lineman goes down with like a knee injury and it looks like it's a season ender. Prayer circles form. People start to like, Go, go over and talk to him and wish him best and all that. And so... I'll take care of your family when you're gone. <laughs> when you're in the hospital for surgery. Um, but it, Tell your wife you love her. So, I mean, with... with <laughs> That's great. Take care of your children. But even though this is a really bad thing that happens to this person, it's a really good thing at the same time because, especially if they're young, they can come back, come back strong. And, like, Kobe has been in all these... Like anybody who gets injured with like a real, like a season-ending injury, Kobe being one of the one of the goats, um, and having come back from a season-ending injury, he can 
he can preach some experience and he basically says to like focus on all the little milestones and and when you come back you're gonna like see things that you would you were taking for granted before and now you don't because of you you respect the process of coming back and getting back to 100 percent. so um there's something about injuries that bring communities like within the league and and surrounding all together um and it's really cool to see that even though it is a pretty traumatic thing for the person at the head of the story <laughs> um makes you wanna cry <laughs> But, like, the, the whole thing is that it could happen to anybody. Like, LeBron could go up one time for a layup and come down weird, and his... Machines don't get hurt, Kyle. They just <laughs> need maintenance. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's pretty good. <laughs> Mike is on it today. I'm not. If you heard the intros, you know I'm not. Um, a little honoring. Off my game. Why is why are you honoring? I don't know. I'm just just, just rah, rah, rah. I'm just tired. It's been, it's been a long month. You didn't have to do the podcast. Is this oh, your I release? Didn't... Huh? Is this your release? Yeah. I'm yeah. just tired. October's been busy. It really has. Um, but going along with that same topic of uh, unity within sports, um, I mean, you see it somewhat in with the kneeling. I don't want to go into that too much, but um, using sports as a platform to start a discussion. People disrespecting my flag? <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> Cutting you off. I don't want to hear your side of the story, all right? Those mother sons of guns. <laughs> mother guns, sons Kneeling when my old glory, my freedom flag is up. Just playing. <laughs> they can kneel, I don't care. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> um, well, he has me here. I'm, he's the, the comedian. I'm the flavoring. <laughs> Flavor, flav. The seasoning. Hey, you are microwave. Salt. I'm cooking things up, getting things heated. Herbs and spices. Oh, herbs and spices. I got a joke to tell you after this. Oh, okay. Not really a joke, just kind of a, did you know? Just the did you know? Did you okay. Know. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but anyways, like sports are this, they have this platform that can help deliver a message and the kneeling is very much a part of that. Um, but then the other thing that's been going on are, are like hurricane relief e efforts in Puerto Rico and, uh, you know, Texas, Florida, that entire Gulf area. Um and there have been a lot of players, especially like Hurricane Harvey in the Texas area, Houston sports teams that have been doing a lot for that community. Should have stood up for the flag. <laughs> Looking at you, J.J. Watt. Um, I know you stand for the flag, but that dude also stands up for his community in a big way. Like millions and millions and millions of dollars that went to the community um, in like a boots-on-the-ground effort, which is awesome. And that all happened because of sports. Sports. Um, and then you have the wildfire relief efforts going on in Northern California. So like California teams, and you know, there's a lot of those, just a few, just a few. I mean, like in the NBA, you got Golden State, LA, like Los Angeles, Lakers, Clippers, Sacramento Kings. Then you got Set Chronicles, Galate. No, sorry. That's <laughs> but then the NFL, you got San Francisco 49ers, LA Chargers, LA Rams, Oakland Raiders. Did I already say them? Um, Niners. So like you, you got a lot of. I mean, sports are spread throughout the country and they have their own impact in their communities. And when these things happen, um, especially in highly populated areas, people are going to come out of the woodwork and they're going to help out. And so one thing in the wildfire efforts is uh, Clay Thompson is doing a thing where he's donating $1,000 for every points he makes. Every points he, yeah, is that, is that how you say that? Every every point he scores. Every point he scores, uh, he will be donating 1,000 points. <laughs> 
A thousand dollars to the effort. For every point that Clay Thompson scores, he will be donating one thousand dollars. There it is. <laughs> Thanks, Micah. You are my clarity. <laughs> but I'm going to include a link in the chat here. Um, you put subtitles on this. <laughs> <laughs> what we wanted to say. Yeah, and I can. It's just a lot of work. But uh, I'm not got all sorts of free time. Yeah, seriously. Um, as if the bags under my eyes don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Clay Thompson has got this thing going. Check that out. If you want to make a donation, you can directly. Otherwise, he's going to be hitting tray balls for $1,000 a point. Um, we'll get to this. this. Yeah, we're getting to this here in just a minute. Uh, MLB, there's some action going on. Um, but yeah, so the whole point of the, the injuries and the hurricanes and all these bad things that are happening and, you know, the, the division within the NFL and the, the silent protests, the whole goal or like what, what ends up happening in the end or should happen is people come together and together. there's a good feeling that happens. And I think the NFL is working on their good feeling portion and the other ones that are sort of like in the process of doing that and obviously different situations, but, um, very cool thing that sports can be um, an integral part of and big reason why this whole blog even exists and podcast. So um, thanks for letting me go off on, on that. I think on that note that for every mouthpiece that Steph Curry throws, <laughs> you should donate at least one mouthpiece. At least one? At least one. Probably more like 10, a 1 to 10 ratio. To one. Every, every child in need who needs a mouthpiece? Yeah. Or every every child affected by the wildfire gets a free mouthpiece. <laughs> maybe free could, chewed by Steph Curry. Maybe he could have like a, a, a an endorsement with a dentist or like a orthodontal company that develops these mouth braces for kids. I don't know. Hey kids, when you get mad, it's okay. Just hug your mouthpiece. Just throw it away. Get your new just one. Vent, man. <laughs> vent. If you ever get Channel mad at a ref, just throw it at him. Channel that energy. <laughs> It is funny though. That's his go-to frustration thing. I mean, if gonna, you gotta throw something. What's my detachable thing? It's my yeah, mouth. What guard. can I throw? <laughs> ah! Basketball? No. No, you get in trouble for that. Yeah, that was a funny play though. Like, he got fouled and he made the layup, and he's like, bah, 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 and chucked it over there. Well, it's like a deliberate, not just like a, like the first time he did it in the finals. Yeah. He already had it in his hand. He's arguing. He's, so he just kind of like. Well, this one, he was like, one second. <laughs> he knows how to get his point across. Yeah, he's just like, you're going to make me throw my mouthpiece? Okay, fine. Coming at you. Let me get some there spit it on is. it real quick. Just yeah, A little different than his first toss. But, um, yeah, I, I think that was just a big statement thing. People think, I mean, he's obviously upset, but, I mean, I actually saw, this is, speaking of people getting upset, I saw a college player plays from North Carolina. He got. He was playing in a game of 2K, or I'm guessing it was 2K or Madden, something like that, with one of his teammates and one of his coaches. Oh, yeah. He got mad. He punched a wall or a door, and he broke his hand. Like, that's your moneymaker, man. Like, I don't know when you're planning on getting drafted, but... Well, the funny thing is, he was earning college credit for doing that. What? Are you kidding me? I have been joking, but for those of you who don't know, North Carolina's in trouble. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Kyle doesn't know. No, I, I, I'm not up to date on that issue. But yeah. They made fake classes so their athletes could get solid GPAs. 
So that was like a double layered joke. Like I, I'm not up to date on the Dude, news. I go deep. <laughs> They're deep. No, you got to watch this podcast four or five times. It's really how we. Every I'm trying to get can... more views because we were like, "There's a joke there. I I got to rewatch this. Click, <laughs> click, click, click. Another click. view. <laughs> got to get my friends in here. We need more minds. We got to figure this joke out. Click. <laughs> Just invite 20 people like, what is he saying? He, there's something here, guys. <laughs> we just got hidden subliminal messages in our podcast yes, about yes, sports. Yes. Dang, if only. Maybe one day. I'm the, I'm the seven-layer dip of this podcast. <laughs> just keep on giving. Oh, my new oh intro. My <laughs> the seven-layer dip of the podcast. <laughs> it's not just because he's thick. <laughs> With three C. No. <laughs> not three. Two. One and two. a half. One and a half. One and a half. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving a quote here. He's the seven <laughs> layer dip of this podcast. That's great. Man, we're coming up with some good stuff. If only so people we're knocking off the rust. Yeah, we're getting there. We just got to forget there's a camera in front of us and just. It's true. F and. Except then I'll just it. be like. <laughs> Because I'm neurotic and can't pay attention. Start picking your nose and beating on the desk. And I do beat on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's basketball. NCAA. We got exhibition games under the way. Under the way. Under the way. This week, uh, I know the Vandals play Saturday against Oregon. In Oregon. In Oregon. The Final Four team from last year, but they have lost quite a bit of talent. <laughs> they always. I do. don't know why I talk like that's this. That's why they have a fancy basketball court. Is because they're so good. It's an ugly basketball. It is ugly. I used to think it was cool when it first came out, but then I was like, this ain't cool. It's ugly. I prefer a classic look. Nice, bright colored hardwood. Mm. It's it's ugly, but I like it more than San Jose State's court. The camera seems out of focus. But if you don't know what I mean, look up a picture of San Jose State's San Jose State. The Cavs have an interesting one, too. They have the skyline on theirs. I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay theirs with is those. subtle, but... Oregon's is like the stark contrast is what really kills it for me. It's, it's even just the tones, it's like poop green and brown. <laughs> yeah, piss and poo colors. Like um, you've got arguably the coolest colored animal in nature: the duck. The duck, that green and the purple, orange, brown, orange. They could have just made their court neon yellow like you, they do on their uniforms. Anything. Chrome, maybe, like their helmets. Make it hard to watch on TV because of contrast, but not because it looks like diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, guys. Why'd you push diarrhea in the shape of trees on your court? What are you thinking? The very first time <laughs> I saw that court on highlights, I was like, man, that court has water damage. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, that was oh. intentional. Oops. Ugh. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, got some some mold growing there, Oregon. You should take care of that. The moldy ducks. New movie. New movie. <laughs> the Mighty, Mighty Ducks. The Moldy Ducks. Just when the Mighty movie. Ducks develop alcoholism. It's about all the all the players get like trench foot from walking on their water damaged. Coach wouldn't fall. let us take off our skates. <laughs> <laughs> their feet fall off. Oh. Oh, that's terrible. That went dark there for one second. That was a dark tangent. <laughs> and that's our transition into Football. Football. <laughs> Football. Oh. 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 So, Steroid. last night, 
No, not last night. This was today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, two nights ago. Holy cow, where are the days? Um, Carson Wentz lost my second fantasy game. You lost your second one. Wow, I'm really sad for you. I'm really sad. Really sad for me, Kyle. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> So yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, you're so nice. You're so nice, Kyle. That's all right. I just lost my seventh, um, sixth. And how been, many games have been played? That's as many weeks that they played, Kyle. Wow, okay. Wow. I was going to say, how many games, how many weeks are we in? Well, that's how many losses I have. Um, you didn't get the broad trophy, but you could have destroyed. I know. Him. Like I played the guy who's the top in our league, right? He's undefeated. Yeah. He scored under 80 points. Yeah, he was the third lowest score. He scored under 80 points, and I scored under 60, I think. No, you scored 60. 60. Oh, yeah, it was like 14 you, you off. You had like 53 on your bench. I had Derek Carr on my bench. 60. Thanks, ESPN, for telling me he was going to be a bad choice. You lost by less than 10, I think. If and I had Derek Carr, I would by like... 30 or something like that. So. Uh, so the only other defeated person in the league got his win. I had all the chance in the world to do it, but no, I played Matt. Matt Ryan over Derek Carr when ESPN and everybody else told me to. You're now 100% in last place. Yes, by a long shot, I think. Um, I mean, I have to get a win first, and then we can look at numbers. But yeah, uh, there's no coming out of this hole, I don't think. Well, look at it this way. If you win out, you'll finish at 500 or above for the regular season. And well, you could still make the playoffs aren't decided yet. <clears throat> Got 13 weeks for the playoffs. Oh, okay. Well. Or 13... I'm always optimistic. Week 13 is the last week. I'm always optimistic. I just feel like I'm making all the right choices and then the players aren't performing and I can't fault them for that. It's just how the cards fall. Um, Welcome. How's it going, Angelo D2011? 2011. Welcome to the stream, man. Uh, talking about some football right now. Um, Carson Wentz. Uh, I mentioned Carson Wentz and we started talking about fantasy football. But, dude, he's looking pretty good. Solid uh, sophomore year, no sophomore slump. Sophomore, right? Um, um, I think he is. How? Uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Let's do a quick search here. Stats. Please don't play automatic video. Second I season. Will... Second season. Close it. Close it. Close it. Ah, no, no, no. Close it. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Second season. So he's a sophomore. <laughs> he's looking pretty good. Uh, it also helps that he's on a good team. Yeah. So they're a young team. They're a fresh team. Defense is playing well. I don't think they'll maintain that level that they're playing. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say they're playing well. They're just they're doing more than enough. Yeah, and it's much more than they've done in recent years. Yeah, they're not an elite defense, but they're doing their fair share. But like that one play where he got swallowed up by the line, or so it seemed, and then he pops out almost like that Marshawn Lynch run against the Saints a couple of years back. Um, but he gets in there and he, he spins out and the announcer was like, Oh my gosh, he's loose. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, he is. Oh my gosh. Well, even his linemen were like, where is this guy? And they're like, Oh, <laughs> where did he go? Oh my God. First down. First down. Yeah. Like it was so awesome. At the end of that run, he slides and he gets up and he's just like, a boom, with a little a boom, first down celebration. I appreciated that. Especially from a guy who doesn't. He's not a jibber-jabber guy. He's just kind of like I almost quiet. Said I almost said something. What? No, I'm good. No? I'm good. <laughs> not saying it. Did you ever have one of those jibber-jabber toys when you were a kid? I don't know what you're talking about. It was like this weird little doll thing, like a long neck. 
and you shake it. Well, yeah, it goes walk, okay. walk, walk, walk. I never had one, but I know what you're talking about. Man, I used to annoy the crap out of all my family members with that thing. Good times. Uh, anyways, I just call that a wife. <laughs> See, <laughs> we're gonna put a like Micah joke compilation together, <laughs> get yeah. millions of views. Yeah, she said um, she's watching tonight. I don't believe her. I don't believe her either. She's viewers she it's like she doesn't know that we can see oh she is viewing <laughs> are you sure well it said viewers well let's talk more shit <laughs> just kidding <laughs> hi becca how you doing hello. <laughs> hello she probably has us muted she's just watching us true i think she's making this shake or something oh but uh other news martavis bryant this dude comes out and says if things don't change i don't need to be here and Mike Tomlin comes out and says, okay. Oh, really? <laughs> All right. Let me do something about that for you. Um, so now he's on the practice squad or scout team, whatever you want to call it. First um, of all, playing in the NFL. Shut up. Second of all, you play for a decent team in the NFL. Shut up. Third of all, you play with one of the best, if not the best receiver in the game, and probably one of the best running backs in the game. And a top-tier quarterback. Shut up. You know what Belichick does to guys like you? Trade you to Cleveland. You want to go to Cleveland? You'll be top dog there, but you're going to lose every goddamn you're gonna game. You're going to hate it. So. <laughs> you need a quarterback to throw the ball to you, and they don't have one of those. They do, but not really. What is this? Shit on Becca show? <laughs> you know what? Uh, no. That's exact, she was like... I think I'm gonna watch tonight. I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, unless it's turned into the shit on Becca show. And I was like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I just, I just called you a jibber jab doll. 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 Love you. She missed the joke though because we. She probably didn't hear it until we started. Yeah, she's probably like, wait a second. Like they're they're going on about this. Why are they? I just said you're very pretty. Yeah, you said, hey girl, looking fine over there. Looking thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. How thick do you like your oatmeal? Fried or fertilized. <laughs> All right, what else is going on in the NFL? I guess, do you want to talk about the Falcons blowing it a little bit? Yeah, they're playing bad. They're, they're real bad. Are they blowing it, like, as as bad or worse than my fantasy football team? I mean, uh, they at least have a win, right? Yeah, they've got a win. Um, uh, but I would say outlooks for both teams are bleak. Both uh, you and the Falcons. I think it's the play calling. They're just, they're boring. They're not moving anybody. They're not, like, I always hate to say when I think teams are getting too cute. Mm-hmm. Atlanta needs to get cuter. A little, little fugly. Add some flavor into the play calling. The defense isn't helping them either. They're not getting turnovers. To me, it seems like they, they haven't really got their running game going like they have in the last couple of years. They haven't, but... That's the thing. They're they're not doing anything cute. They're just, you know, run up the middle. Right. Pass. Run up the middle. Pass. They're not going deep like they were. Um, and there's no real, like, explanation. Nobody's hurt. Julio Jones is healthy. Freeman's healthy. Coleman's healthy. Ryan's healthy. They're Everybody's all healthy. healthy. And they're just laying an egg. I wonder if it's that the hangover from the terrible loss um, last year. I mean, you have... No, the thing is, they started so hot. They... They destroyed Green Bay in the opening week. Oh, that's true. That's true. I think they're just complacent and just just bland. Yeah, they are 
Let's see. They're three and three. Three and three. They're third in their division. Saints ahead of them, as well as the Panthers. And the Panthers haven't looked all that great either, honestly. They had a couple of weeks there. But Falcons week one looked like, yeah, going back to the Super Bowl. Easy. <laughs> oh, man. Super easy. Easy squeezy. Now they they look like they wouldn't finish above 500. They're going to because they're a better team. They'll get it together. Dan Quinn's a good coach. I agree. But they're just a little they're, – they're constipated. And speaking of bad coaching – need to get rid of the turd they got inside them. <laughs> yeah, lose some weight there. Yeah, just, just drop just drop, drop that deuce yeah. and get going. <laughs> um, so speaking of bad coaching, you've got – isn't it Kyle Shanahan who's now the head coach of the 49ers? Yeah. And they are they still got a goose egg. Um, They're the best 0-7 team we've ever seen. Are they? Are they better than the Lions? Yeah, they are. Really? Yeah, they've lost, I think, like five games by like five points. Oh, that's right. I did yeah. hear that. They've been in that's just about true. every game they played in minus the last two. Yeah, so they have that so going for them. But they're, give them a couple of years. I'm not saying they're going to be world beaters, but right. they're... They're kind of overhauling their entire system right now. When you come in with a new coach, they don't have all the, the personnel on the team yeah. to really do. And when you have a terrible front office, it makes it hard. Yeah, it really does. Um, but they're 0-7. Rams are the top of that league. Five and, or that Rams division. look good. 5-2, and two, ahead of the Seahawks even. Seahawks um, look mediocre. Then you got the Eagles, like 6-1, and one, Cowboys 3-3. Three and three, Like, teams... I don't know, the Giants have got a hard break because of all the receivers that, that were injured in that one game, <laughs> including OBJ. Oh, it's it's one of those years where there's not I don't usually there's each year there's a team that's clearly a top dog. Yeah. It's clear. They know teams, they know how to win. That's the best. <laughs> and then this year there's everybody can beat everybody. Yeah, it's just kind of like middle of the pack. I mean in the AFC, there's not even a team with six wins. They all have the highest is five and two. There's three teams: yeah. Steelers, Chiefs, Patriots. Titans are at the top of their division. I'm actually excited about that. But it's only because Houston was on a bye. <laughs> um, Browns are on seven as well. So have we have we seen the Niners against the Browns game? No. Well, I guess we obviously we haven't because they're both 0-7. The <laughs> they draw. The math doesn't pan out there, Kyle. Yeah, but that'd be funny if they draw. They just tie at 0. 0-7 zero, and We're one. both terrible. Hey. <laughs> hey, guys. This is meant to be. We're on the bottom forever. Uh, But I would go to say, and I'm probably not alone, San Fran's better than Cleveland. I think so, too. By a wide margin. And it's the margin. It's, a, it's an interesting margin because you both have the same record, but how good are you? And the teams you played against throughout the season, Niners are definitely ahead of them. Yeah. So that being said, <clears throat> if you go transit property, the Niners beat the Titans. I don't think that happens. But mm-hmm. but Titans play calling is garbage. I think next year, though, we're going to try to go to a Titans game. Um, that's one of my trips I have planned, among other among other ones. But um, that would be a lot of fun if we could make it to Nashville. Just put it on the credit card. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Swing! Just show That's you the number my debit card. <laughs> this is my credit card. Somebody slows it down, gets the numbers. I don't know why I'm singing that. Sorry. That's okay. Freestyle, my Anybody guy. in the chat? Uh, probably not. Nope. <laughs> um. So, anyways, that's what we've got for football. Um, just a lot of 
football going on, basketball going. You got all four major sports, and we're not talking soccer. Because um, it's not a sport. <laughs> so let's get on to the last it's a, one. It's a waste evening. of time. Oh, my goodness. Now on to the big one of the evening. Spinny Spiral Ball. <laughs> uh, World Series is here, boys and girls. Um, I actually, I know I'm a sports guy. I'm busy dude, though. I didn't catch game one. <laughs> Sorry. But it's the I, ball classic, Kyle. Uh, I'll watch it when it's game four, okay? That being said, we're talking while it's on. So. Yeah, so we're talking while it's on. Um, currently, it's a tie game, one-to-one, bottom of the six with two outs. Um, game one, Dodgers took that one three-to-one. Basically, Clayton Kershaw came out and did his thang-thang. He got the win. And now it's uh, Verlander's turn. Mm-hmm. Not showing up quite as good as the Dodgers. I mean, they have a chance to pull ahead, obviously. But this late in the game, who knows if he he is still pitching. He's got five Ks, one walk, and an earned run. So, I don't know. I, I think Kershaw is better than Verlander, but... Um, Kershaw is also younger than Verlander. Uh, it'll be really interesting how this one pans out. we got... Three more innings, three and a half more innings. If the Dodgers take this one, they're going back to Houston 2-0. Um, I know Magic Johnson's super stoked. I mean, me watching the Lakers as much as I can, they talk about the Dodgers all the time because it's like the local broadcast. And Magic Johnson, he'll go, he went to the Dodgers game the other night or last night. Um, I don't know, what day was that? Was that yesterday? I don't know. Game one was yesterday or the day before. Anyways. It was yesterday. Game one was yesterday. I don't okay. know when Magic Johnson said he's Magic Johnson. Oh, so, yeah. So, he, he, he went to the Dodgers game. Anything. He went to the Dodgers game, and then he shows up at the Lakers game after going to that game, and he's just all giddy, like, <laughs> yeah, we got the win. Taking pictures with everybody. My investment. He's doing things. <laughs> Yay. Uh, now, it's all about the Lakers. To, Lakers turn to do that. But, um, mini moons. Yes. Uh, they do have some years ahead of them they're a young team but um I, you know i i'm a fan of close games i would love to see this go another seven games like it did last year for game eight love game eight game eight yeah tied four i know three yeah but game sevens are are the best in all of sports doesn't matter what sport you're watching if it's a seven game series and it's a game seven it's the best you better be watching it if you know sports you know game seven's the best Facts. So that game's going on right now. Tune in. It's Bottom on. Six, tag one. I don't know what channel. Fox. So go find it. Been your broadcast. Uh, your local Fox station. There you go. So, Mike, I have a question for you. Yes. So, coming into this series, I knew that Clayton Kershaw and Verlander were going to be the two main dudes. Okay. Um, do they stagger their starts on purpose so that like Kershaw's not going against Verlander? That way, that each team can have a good chance at getting a win. Uh, well, you could, and I think they would have. I don't think it matched up with rest. Oh, I Their see. rest schedules didn't coincide. So I guess, yeah, they in the last series they were a game apart. Yeah. So, because if I'm the manager, and realistically what you've seen before is game one, it's your ace. That's ace v. Ace, because game one is so critical. Mm-hmm. I mean... That's you have a lead. There, if you win game one, you got a lead. It's all. I mean, yeah. The headlines were saying Kershaw aces Astros. Yeah. So, and if your ace can beat their ace, then 
advantage you because mm-hmm. now they're going to see Kershaw again. It's true. He'll, he'll come back, what, game five? Probably. Yeah, so that'll be, last that long. I feel like baseball is a game of pitchers. I mean, it is. The if you have a good bullpen, you're gonna make the postseason. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I don't think they staggered him on purpose. I think it was just a rest thing that came. Okay. Because I, if I was manager, I want my ace to beat their ace. Yeah. See, because I was wondering if. I mean, that makes sense because then you got like super duper advantage. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if the Astros were coming in like you know they just acquired Justin Verlander. I wonder if they were coming in being like, okay, Kershaw is a friggin' beast. If we can beat him without our ace, then we've got the super-duper advantage. Then we can come back, get two games on him. No, you you start your best guy. You put Against their best yeah, guy. You know, mano y mano, let's go. You don't, I mean, if you're not going to start your best guy, it's almost like saying you're okay with the loss, and you're never okay with the loss. And, and especially on the biggest stage. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Not okay with the loss. I want to win. So then how do I win? I put my best guy out there. Unless he's resting. And that that's always a problem with pitchers, so Yeah. <laughs> or a problem but process. Yeah. You don't wanna you don't wanna bring him back on short rest just to have him exhausted and hurt something and then he's out, so you wanna give yeah. him his full rest. I think the Cubs have been known for doing that too. Well, There's been a couple teams. They'll bring uh what's his name when they still had him Chapman. They would bring him in after like a I guess he's a closer, so that's different. I mean, how much? I don't know how much rest the closer gets, but Bill Nye, the Nazi spy, says, "So what's this all about? Sports. This is a sports podcast. What is your name all about? Yeah, <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast, though. Uh, this is the Abstract Sports Podcast. Talk about sports from interesting angles and stuff and things. <laughs> Not German. Uh, <laughs> Bill Nye, the Nazi spy. It's interesting." What? It is an interesting name. But to answer your question, closers usually can go every day. Okay. Their job is to pitch as hard as they can for 20 minutes. Right. For one inning, hopefully. Hopefully one inning. uh, One and a half innings at most. So. Gotcha. Well, this game's still going on. Bottom of the six, two outs. Side one, one. Um, Has has it been stuck there the entire time, or? I don't know. Refresh. I'll refresh Anyway, check out your local Fox broadcast for game two. Game two. Game two. So, yeah, uh, the Astros are, are one of those teams that kind of embodies the trust the system mentality. You probably heard that. Trust the system. Trust, trust the system. system. Trust the system. Trust Especially, the process. Yeah, trust the process. You're going to hear it from a lot of, you're going to hear it from bad teams. You don't hear it from good teams. You hear it from bad teams. Like the 76ers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just just give us some time and trust the process. Well, Houston did that, and here they are. A couple years ago, 20, 2012, 2013, they just they blew up the team. Okay, get rid of all the old guys. I think they fired their coach. Just, just blow it up. You hear that term, blow it up. Start fresh. And they got a bunch of young talent. They got some draft picks. And so, uh, oh, home run. Oh, snap. Home run just happened. Uh, was that Corey Seager? He it just was. came back, too. That shortstop, man. But, uh, yeah. Oh. Houston blew it up, got some young talent. They endured several really bad just bottom basement dweller seasons didn't win a lot and then it kind of started to show last year that they were getting experience they were putting it together it was finally making sense things were gelling and then they kind of ran out of steam kind of faltered um but now obviously it's paid off it all came together that once young team is now experienced know what they're doing 
the lights aren't that bright anymore, and they're a 100-win team, and they're in the World Series. And arguably, they're a more talented team than L.A. Um, I just think L.A. is kind of hot right now. Yeah, I think that's probably true. And then you got Justin Turner. He's up to bat right now. He hit the walk-off home run in the previous series. Um, Ginger. He was saying that was like the first. That's the first walk-off he's ever had. Could you imagine that feeling too? Like in the in the postseason of the MLB, like finally living up to it, and just he's got a big old beard too. It's impressive. It is a nice beard. <laughs> yeah, the, the Astros are. Uh, I don't want to say feel good story, but they are uh, embodiment of work paying off. I guess. Yeah. Like. They knew it was going to be bad. And from like a they, management perspective, yeah. too. Like management knew they were going to have some rough seasons. They right. knew they were going to have, you know, bottom of the division seasons. They told the fans, they're like, yo, we know it's going to be bad. Trust us. Yeah. And I think and you see that in other sports. Like I, was, I mentioned the 76ers because uh, Joel Embiid has been like one of the big prospects the last couple of years. Um, I mean, coming into every season he's played in. He's been there's been a lot of hype around him. He's really really talented and being a center he can do all types of things. And he sort of embodied that phrase of trust the process. Mm -hmm. And when the the players are buying into that notion that we're going to have some rough seasons but we're willing to stick around for that, I think that shows a lot on them as well. Um, because they're willing to put up with a couple bad seasons to you know, learn the ropes themselves um, through the team like management and everything and then when they have success it'll be that much sweeter because they saw it from how from the lowest of lows up to the highest of highs hopefully mm -hmm. um I and mean, there's a lot of hope for the Sixers anyway they got the number one pick in Markel Fultz and then he's injured so you kind of got to roll with the punches you just got to keep coming back and getting better every week and I think that that's something that everybody says in the like when they get interviewed on a, a post game, they're like, "Gotta get, keep getting better. Come back next week, be better." Trust the process. Got the win. Trust the process. You know all those things that you always hear, but they're so relevant. And they're so important. So, um, but yeah, in case you missed it, Dodgers just hit a two-run home run. Corey Seager um, coming through in his first game in the postseason, or at least in this series. He played last night. Did he? Yeah. Did he come back last night? Then I don't know. He played last night though. Well, let me look something up because I swear he was out with an injury. Okay, so yeah, he he must have returned last night. In, yeah. Last night, huh? Okay. Well, I knew that he was out <laughs> at least that much. Um, but yeah, baseball is still going. Top of the seventh is getting underway. Uh, but with that, we're gonna move into the question of the week. Question. So. I don't have a question for this week again. Go figure. Um, it's always really hard coming up with that because I'm putting together the outline at the last minute. Um, you guys realize I have a full-time job, right? <laughs> I can't, no. It's so hard. No. Um, but anyways. Question of the week. So last week, I, I got kind of stuck between two different topics. And okay. I, don't, I don't think anything's came through on the answer boards. Let me go check the YouTube channel real quickly. Um, got notifications from MKBHD. Shout out, dude, with good tech vids. Not seeing any notifications. Oh, okay. So there, there are. 
notes. Oh, did I pause it? I did. All right. Some pretty glasses you got. Thanks. I had one guy come through last podcast and tell me how awesome they were. He said he told me to give my sunglasses back to my wife. And I'm like, how did you know they were hers? <laughs> they do look nice, though. Where in the world are the comments? Am I just, like, missing this? But uh, you know, show more. Oh, there it is. Yeah. No. Show more. Show less. Oh, oh way down here. Oh, Holy crap! Thanks, YouTube. <laughs> Jeez. Um. So last week's question, I have I had two different ones because I was like, you know, that's kind of a dumb one. I'll add another thing to it. So the first question I asked was, who do you think is going to win between the Celtics and Cavs on opening night? And that one, the Cavs ended up winning. Um, but I do want to mention some things that happened on opening night that were kind of interesting. Um, so the Cavs and Celtics were was supposed to be a close game, then they lost Hayward in the first quarter. So the, <laughs> the Celtics were down by like 18, um, and they eventually came back and made it a really close game. Kyrie Irving had a buzzer beater shot that missed, and then and then right after it, he like did his handshake with LeBron, and then he went through all the other teammates with the handshakes. That was a pretty cool moment. Did you but, hear what LeBron said to him? Uh, no. He's like, don't choke on your aspirations. Did he say that? <laughs> he didn't. Damn it, Micah. <laughs> uh, it's like I pay attention so much to sports, and then like Micah's like puts this wrench in the mix, like, bet you didn't see this headline. Cause it didn't exist. He's like, how's my, how's my dirk taste? My dirk? How's my dirk taste. He does a nice dirk. Yeah. Kyrie's like, yes, daddy. <laughs> Beep. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the, the story I'm trying to talk about is like the Celtics came back from a big deficit given the circumstances. And then in the other game, the Rockets and Warriors, the the Rockets came back from their deficit and beat the Warriors. Yeah. I turned the game off. I was like, ah, it's over. Yeah. And so it was kind of an interesting sequence for those pairs of teams coming into opening night because they're like the top four ranked um, out of the gate. And when you have like a comeback from one team, it really shows you that that's going to be a good series if it ever happens. Um, you know, even without get Hayward, maybe maybe they can make it a series with that type of competitiveness. So, uh, but the other question I asked last week that was like the more important one. It's more open ended, which I I like more for this type of thing. But for the question of the week, I asked, "What story are you following the most in the NBA?" That way, it could be like about anything. Um, <clears throat> Because the whole point of the question of the week is to get other people's perspectives that um, you wouldn't normally get from like a normal question. So keeping it open-ended makes it way more interesting. Um, so in the NBA, uh, Clay had a comment on YouTube as usual. Um, your boy Clay on Instagram, if you want to follow this dude. Um, getting a phone call. I have to hold off on that for like five minutes. <laughs> but Clay says... I got to say, rooting for Golden State Warriors, I am interested to see how they do, of course. I definitely hope the Jazz can still be strong after Gordon left. And Clay said he's going for Boston by five points and wasn't a wasn't too far off. It was They lost by two, so a seven-point swing. But Clay, I, in, his, in his defense, he, he lives in San Jose. He's like a train ride from Oakland, so rooting for Golden State is not a bad thing. Um, but... Him hoping that the Jazz be strong after Gordon left, 
I mean, they beat OKC the night that we went to the game last Saturday. And so I'm I'm wondering if that's going to be a theme with them. Stevens um, wins championships. And they got Rudy Gobert. Uh, the Clippers, I think the Clippers destroyed them. Yeah, they did. But Blake Griffin had a nasty posterized dunk on Rudy. But what? it's what you got to expect when Blake Griffin is playing. He's going to poster anybody who gets in front of him. doesn't matter how big he is. But, um, but yeah, shout out to Clay for giving us that answer. Um, I'm, I'm also interested in the Jazz story. I mean, obviously I go to their games enough that I pay attention to them. Uh, Golden State Warriors, not really rooting for them, but um, I enjoy watching good basketball, so I look forward to more of that this season from them. Um, mostly, I mean... I'm going to have a cop-out answer, and I can have multiple answers for this, but I think the story I'm following the most is, it's I think it's the rookies. Like, I've never really come into an NBA season before where I'm, like, um, as excited as I am, and this year it's because I've been following the rookies a lot more. And, like, I've been watching a lot of independent, independent YouTubers who do, like, blogs and stuff, and they get invited to Nike events, and they've gotten to meet a lot of these rookies that are coming into the league. And so you get these really candid interviews with them, like cursing and all kinds of stuff. And so it's sort of developed a, I've developed a likeness for the rookies coming in because they're, they're young, they're excited, and you can't help but be excited for somebody who's about to go live out their dream. Um, that's just me. But, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to how the rookie situation plays out for every team, but also I'm obviously paying attention to the Lonzo Ball situation. Um, I'm not so much ex- – I mean, I'm excited for the Lakers to hopefully be successful, but I'm excited to see the matchups that come out of all the shit-talking his dad has done over the last year or so because um, obviously it's pissed off a lot of players in the league and they're coming at him. So I hope it makes him stronger, but I'm looking forward to the entertainment that comes out of that competition. Are you ready for Golden State-Cleveland round four? <laughs> yeah. Back to back to back to back. Back 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 back. I guess it'd be back, back to back to back. So it's four. Yeah. Yeah. But well, Adam Silver's gonna come up and be like, "So one of you's got to lose, and it's you, LeBron." <laughs> so. Well, I mean, the thing with the NBA is that uh, you know LeBron is kind of getting older. He's like 33, 32, 33, 35. He's way older than that. Brady's forty. He's way older than that. How old is LeBron? Thirty-six. He's only 32. He's only 32. I guess he came in at 18. That's why. I He's got a lot that. of miles on him. Yeah. I mean, Kobe retired at 39. He came in out of high school. 20 years? I don't know. LeBron's a big dude. His joints are probably killing him already. But, uh... Just wipe away his tears with his money. But, I mean, to go back to your point, though, of, like, the, the back-to-back-to-back, I think the nature of the NBA, like, being a... Usually a 15... Like, 15 to 20 max years for a player it kind of naturally cycles itself out. And then like how often players are traded. Um, I mean, you saw the Cavs make a pretty big adjustment to their lineup recently. Um, D Wade opted to take a bench spot to allow JR to start so that D um, Rose is hurt. again. D Rose is hurt. Uh, Spring water wet. wet. Uh, what? <laughs> said water wet. Water is wet. Water wet. D Rose is D-Rose hurt. D Rose hurt. Uh, <laughs> Things that are just laws of nature. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's, there's a lot of stories to be following this year. Uh, feel free to share yours in the comments. 
Um, wherever you're listening to this, whether it's on SoundCloud or on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, I don't care. I'd, lo- I'd love to hear what you have to say, and we'll even share it in the show uh, next time you come around, um, or next time the show comes around, so the week following. Um, <clears throat> this is this line is irrelevant. Yeah, I was curious. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a question for next week. I want it to be somewhat open-ended but also meaningful if you could go back in time to watch one professional sports game of any professional sport or college sport for that matter what would it be you get one your time machine goes to one game so it's a time machine time machine you can go to one sporting it's a sporting time machine it's powered by basketballs just bouncing basketballs? Yeah, just bouncing basketballs. You can go to one sporting event, football, basketball, soccer, hockey. I don't care. One sporting game. And so this is like, if it's a time machine, I'm assuming that I can travel back in time knowing what I know happened. Knowing what you know happened. And knowing how the whole situation played out and everything, and I can like relive it Yeah. in a new way. Yeah. Man, that's huge. Because like there are games where I'm like, if I had got these seats instead of those seats, that would have been a totally different experience. And like, man, I could think of well, a lot you could of those. Go to the the game where Jordan hit the shot. Like any game, yeah, it could be you any go game. to any game. Oh man, that's great. What game do you choose, and why? I already got mine. I got mine. You got yours? I got mine. I don't have mine. Would you want to see the Music City Miracle? Is that what yours would be? No. <laughs> nah. Because nothing came of it. Oh, I see. I want to see a game where... I mean, it, the win meant something, obviously, because it was postseason. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, nothing came of that season. I can tell you now, mine does not involve the win meaning anything. <laughs> but it's more the narr- the story behind everything. Yeah, that, that's, that's fair. But, yeah, that's a good question. So, to repeat it again, question for next week is, if you could travel back in time via time machine... And relive it. It could be any game, one that you didn't get to experience at all. You only get one. This time machine breaks after you get back to the future. Yeah, exactly. So which one would it be? And leave it in the comments, wherever you're listening. Email it to us for all I care. Tweet it at us, at Abstract Sports. Do whatever you got to do. But um, this one could be a really interesting one. And feel free to elaborate on your story as much as you like. Um, Because I feel like people would... Different people will pick different games for different reasons. Different and I, sports. I would love to hear their reasoning of why they would pick that. Like, if I hear one come in from hockey, I'm going to be like, are you a hockey guy? Like, why is why is this game? So you have the hockey? <laughs> you speak hockey? You speak hockey. Um, <laughs> but anyways, that's all I've got for you today. Um, and Micah as well, not just me. Um, I want to thank anybody who came through the, the chat. Shout out to... <laughs> Bill Nye's Potsy, Nazi spy. <laughs> Bill Nye the Nazi spy. Uh, Micah's wife, a.k.a. Bektar. Uh, we also had Wisebot. Shout out Wisebot coming through. Wisebot, He's MVP. our most, most loyal viewer. Mm. Come back every week if you like. Uh, but we do the show every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Be sure to tune in at twitch.tv slash abstract sports. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, Twatter. Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitch, SoundCloud, Snapchat, um, 
at Abstract Sports on any of those outlets. But then you can also get at us at Kyle Clay Design on Twitter for myself and at Vandal Micah on Twitter for him. Um, but until next time, hope you guys have a great week slash weekend, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Au revoir. Bye-bye.